0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Roll Podcast, presented by the Roll Podcast. I'm Cap. I'm here with my boys, Andy and Coop. Fellas, how are we on this beautiful evening? I really don't know where to begin. Like, we just had an
1: electric two hours, and so much shit is popping today.
2: <laughs> That's correct. Coop, what's good? Everything's good over here. You know, you always start the podcast. And you ask Andy how he's doing. He gives his answer. You ask me, I get my answer. No one ever asks,
0: how's Cap? That's a good question. Uh, I'm fantastic. I appreciate you asking. Um, I'm Fanta? over here just... <laughs> Correct. Fantastic. Okay. I'm fantastic. Correct. We Santa. So, yeah, might as well jump into that. We interviewed John Fanta. We'll get into that ASAP. But right after the Fanta interview that I did tonight, there was an absolute Marcus Walter bomb. Uh just absolutely nuts, and I'm just absolutely loving all of it. I haven't been off Twitter in the last two hours.
1: And we actually we we start we tried to start recording this about an hour ago. We've all been just scrolling through Twitter, laughing, and it just never got started till now.
0: <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. We've been talking about Marcus Walters the so last hour. <laughs> Finally, did he intro. He got
2: his scoop, and he acted on it.
0: That he did. That he did. Without further ado, we'll get to the goodness. Let's cut to the intro, and then we'll talk to Phantom.
3: Set Arizona! One starting to dribble, he moves and he pops up. He shoots! Yes! Lenny Brown! Xavier wins it! The Huskies win it! Seventy-one, sixty-nine. The UCF is... Bearcats are number one in the country, number two in their own city.
0: All right, everyone, welcome to the podcast. We will be getting here to Fenton in just a second, but I thought it'd be smart just to break down the other things we'll be getting to tonight. Uh, we're obviously gonna get into the Marcus Bomb, fellas. I mean, we have no other option but to get into the Marcus Bomb. This is like my favorite thing that happens on Twitter, hands down.
2: It it's- can make an uneventful what is it, Thursday <laughs> night just you know it- pop, just bring some action to to the timeline.
0: Absolute popping and we'll be talking about obviously Kelsey and the cock. That's College of Charleston people at home. Get your Whoa. mind out of the gutter. Oh, damn! We're it. gonna go over. We're gonna go over picks. Picks. That's Andy Piccarillo's picks. So we're gonna do our picks for the NCAA tournament. We're gonna to talk about Paul Scruggs news, and then we're gonna get on our soapbox a little bit, or I will at least, about Sister Jean. I'm kind of sick of it to be completely honest with you. But without further ado, fellas, I say we get to Fanta. Huge get for us. He's just the best with his time, um, and just I, I think it went really well. Little little mano y mano, me and Fanta.
1: Yeah, it was a little disappointing. I could, I had to miss this one. <laughs> um, I was just too intimidated from the last time. I was just completely shell shocked. I couldn't. I couldn't handle that again my heart couldn't do it so we left that one up to cap so we'll see how the fuck he did
2: <laughs> good intro everyone noises
0: what is up everybody massive get a huge treat for everybody we've got our boy john Phantom in the building Fanta, how you doing
4: i'm doing tremendous my man cap it's always good to be with you and it's the best time of the year to be with you Talking college basketball, plenty of topics to get into on the big dance floor. I'm excited. I'm gearing up for the Sweet 16. And you always manage to match, if not exceed that excitement, which makes it always fun to join you. So thanks very much for having me. That is the best compliment of all
0: time. The fellas, Andy and Cooper, gone. So we're going with a little man to man. Right now, so a little one-on-one with fans. It can't, can't beat that. John, before we get into it here, is there anything about your brackets you can brag about right now? Any, any brags for you? Oh, <laughs>
4: you know what? Um, let's see. I called Ohio, but guess what? So did the entire country. Everybody had everything going down, so that wasn't much of a call. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have much to brag about. That thing is burned. It's, it's like that one idiot who burned LeBron's jersey when he left. You know how, and like right. they show B roll footage of it every time when they show LeBron leaving Cleveland on the decision night. It was that one guy who burned it. And then what everybody thought is everyone burned LeBron jerseys that <laughs> night. That's not actually how it went, but whatever. Um, my bracket is destroyed. I only had seven of the Sweet 16. My final four was Gonzaga, Baylor, Alabama, and Illinois. So I still have three of the four. But man, I, I wouldn't have been able to predict to you that the Big Ten would only have one team left and that the Pac 12 would have four. I mean, Jason, how could anybody have thought that that would be a possibility? But here we are heading into the second weekend. And I got to say, I'm guilty. I'm a guilty man. I did not think, I did not think that Creighton would be standing here after their Big East Championship game performance against Georgetown. I had some major doubts about that team's mentality, and here they are in their first-ever second weekend of the NCAA tournament. So I don't have anything to brag about with you. (laughs) uh, But uh, you know what? It's fun fun to be watching this tournament, especially after the way last year went. The fact that we've had 12 upsets, I feel like we've deserved this March Madness, and it has delivered, man. (laughs) <laughs> With the vengeance. It's
0: been absolutely perfect. And who would have guessed it would have been Creighton and, and not UConn. I think UConn was everyone's darling. So um, how about the powers and, and the guys that were consistent all season delivering?
4: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The the cream rises, right, typically in this sport. Even when we saw upsets this past weekend, there's still that element of, you know what, the best of the best rides. At the end of the day, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan are all still in. And I think that there's several viable candidates that are still in this field, like in Alabama, like a Florida state, even who, who had a solid year, but Leonard Hamilton's like the Merlot of college basketball on the wine shelf. You can always count on him. He doesn't age. Uh, He gets better as he ages. And so I think there's still candidates. And you know what, the, the, when I say the cream rises, man, I'm talking about Nova, like they exemplify it. How many teams lose a guy as good as Gillespie and make the Sweet 16? It does not happen. Their culture and energy is at a level that other programs try to aim for but can't meet. And I think you, you have to acknowledge it. As much as people will joke about Jay Wright and Villanova and stuff, the serious is, like, this, this program, the way that they conduct themselves, it matters. Um, they truly are a Fortune 500 company in the way that they operate year in and year out. It spreads.
0: <laughs> <You>
4: know, no <laughs> doubt. It, it's amazing.
0: But looking forward, and, and then, to making the Sweet 16 by 20 points. I mean, just who would have seen that coming? Unbelievable. Yeah. You look at these matchups, man. Our Big East teams have, it, have, their, have their work cut out for them. We've got a matchup with Gonzaga and Baylor. I think the consensus two best teams. Uh, how do you feel about our guys going forward?
4: Well, I think that this is a next to impossible task for yeah. both teams. I actually think that it might be more difficult for Villanova against Baylor than it is for Creighton against Gonzaga. And my read could be off. I was off on an awful lot last week, so don't don't necessarily trust me. But here's why. Um, I think that Villanova could get past a pair of mid-major teams because of just who they are, the fact that they have the best player on the floor in Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Robinson Earl could be the best player on the floor against Baylor, but Baylor has made COT. They've got Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, Matthew Meyer comes in off the bench. Like, I look at the firepower of Baylor, and I saw them defend last weekend against Wisconsin, who, who I thought played well, but not well enough. And I just, I just I'm just i not sure if Villanova's going to have enough guard firepower in that matchup. On the flip side, Creighton's got to worry about Drew Timmy and Corey Kispert. But Creighton can score with Gonzaga for periods of time. Can you score the ball in different ways? Creighton can do that even against Gonzaga. It's the strength. What Creighton has to hope for, Cap, is that there is a cap to Gonzaga's offense. That <laughs> Gonzaga comes out a little bit cold, yep. you know, a little bit kind of off-kilter, and then hope that you're in the game. Maybe, maybe Jay Wright will prove me wrong. But am I willing to sit here and say, I, and, and look, I cover the biggie, stay in and day out. I will be amazed. In fact, I would label it right now. If Villanova beats Baylor, and you know what? I know the lines. I know the lines. I know Gonzaga's a 13-and-a-half point favorite. I know Baylor's only six-and-a-half. I got to tell you, if Villanova won this game with Chris Archidiacono, Brian Anquan, Cole Swider, um, Justin Moore against that Baylor backcourt it would be one of Jay Wright's greatest wins. I'm serious. It would be one of his greatest wins in his 20 years at the helm at Villanova.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Um, and it's funny, all my all my buddies are joking like, well, Nova won the championship. I feel like it's either first round or second round or championship. This one's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to be a tough matchup. And then look, if there's a team that can beat anybody on their best day, it's great. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like I've watched I – I've had eyes on every game at some point. Um, I feel like Gonzaga's had some stretches. We're not vulnerability, but we're not, like, setting the world on fire. And I think if they get one of those stretches and Creighton's being Creighton, you know, making those transition threes and doing what
4: we've seen them do against all our teams for sure, I think they could have a fighting chance. I agree with you They there. can, and here's why. They have a superstar. When they need a play to be made, Marcus Zagorowski makes the play, and there's no doubt he's going to make it. Give that kid the ball and good things are going to happen.
0: Sure. And who would have seen it two weeks ago? I think it was an interesting piece with all that happening. I, I was saying at the time, like, yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit obviously with the, the stuff going on at Creighton. I was like, this could be a temporary, like mental exhaustion kind of thing, but I could see them rallying around a little bit. Have you heard anything about maybe the mindset in that program? Cause it seems like they've gotten a little bit extra juice.
4: You know, they do have extra juice. And I think because everybody doubted them and everybody counted them out. And I want to give a lot of credit to those Creighton players as an 18 to 22 year old in our current environment, it's very hard to avoid letting down. Um, And it's very hard to avoid not meeting adversity and taking it on. And what Greg McDermott said was wrong, unacceptable, inexcusable, a racist remark. But, you know, I give credit to those kids for the fact that they handled something of that magnitude and have stuck together. And what I will say about Greg is this, whether it's each press conference, each time he speaks, each time he says something, he knows he can't do anything to, to, to reconcile the words that he spoke. But his accountability, genuine sorrow, and it comes in genuinely, and I believe in it, Cap. Those things to me, in our world need to happen more often. We are so divisive right now that when someone does something that we don't agree with, we drift apart. Creighton's an example of how do we grow? How do we learn? How do we stick together through things? The only way we're gonna get better is if we all stand together for the right change. And on a basketball level and even beyond that, I give a lot of credit because it starts with the kids. And you know what? I wouldn't blame the kids and Iota uh, if they gave up, if they said, we're not playing for this coach. I think they're playing for each other. Yeah. And I think it's paid off, and that's why they're in the Sweet 16. And they deserve a lot of credit. Coach McDermott has, has work to do. We all know that. And he's openly talked about that. And I will say, that to me is a big step by Greg it's a first step. you got to make that first step. Everybody has to make that first step. And I know that Greg McDermott can get on track, and I believe that he will, or else Creighton wouldn't have stuck with that man. you know. And these kids wouldn't have stuck with that man in the coaching staff. So I give them a lot of credit as a program to be standing here right now. Totally agree. I think that says a
0: lot. And I think my brother said that to me too. He's like, if you know what I mean, they stuck up for coach, you know, they know he's a good guy day in and day out. And I think that said a lot after a statement like that, if you don't like him generally, or you think thoughts about him,
4: right. Here's the other thing we all have to, I think. um, There are, there are things that I think people get very uncomfortable talking about the topic Mm -hmm. of social inequalities and of systemic racism and the reason why they get uncomfortable is because they don't want to misspeak. Yeah. We got to throw that to the wayside and say, let's listen. Let's try to get better. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we have a lot of fun on this podcast. I know we're going to talk more basketball, but I just think, yeah. I think it's really important to remember these types of things like for in order for in order for us to get better. We've had so many bad things happen before this. We almost have to be willing to be uncomfortable to get comfortable together. And I, and I think that's really important.
0: Sure. That's where growth takes place. I mean, if you don't smoke these things out, I mean that there's no, there's not gonna be any growth. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, the generational gap too. I mean, like you think about coach McDermott, how old is coach McDermott in his fifties? You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's a little bit of a different upbringing. uh, And I think there's things that, that are old ways of thinking, you know, that need to be smoked out and maybe not being a bad person per se, but maybe just having old methodology you know what i mean like just old things in your head and i think like you said i think just being genuine spoke and uh smoking those things out goes a long way
4: as opposed to just shutting the person out and saying you're done you know for us to come together we we have to actually do that so credit to creighton for for what they've been able to do in navigating through these times to get here
0: No question. I've been so impressed by them, especially Marcus Zagorowski going out of his way as a young 20-year-old to address these things. He's not the one that made the issue, but he's the one that's been taking it on the chin, so a lot of respect there. Um, Back to the NCAA tournament, do you have a favorite uh, matchup, a favorite team so far? Uh, What's been speaking to you, and why is it uh, Cameron (laughs) Crutwig?
4: That man is speaking to me because I'd like to go get a meal with that man. Oh my gosh, no. stay with him. I think we could. I think we could house some Five Guys together, um, and not think <laughs> right. twice about it. Amber Krotwig's the guy who gets the large fry at Five Guys and then eats the additional fries that come in the <laughs> right. bag. Right. I, same thing. This kid is. I mean, you could put him on a motorcycle and I wouldn't flinch. You know, he's just got this. He's like the Harley Davidson of the NCAA tournament. He he's big time. He's got a huge frame. You know, he, he might belong in a sequel the Goonies, but I love the kid to death because of how hard he plays. I've loved watching him. I think Oregon State's a great story because I, I talked with Ethan Thompson earlier this week. The kid hasn't stopped smiling. You know, it's been – you'd have to go back since the 70s, the last time – or early 80s since Oregon State was in the Sweet 16. Huge credit goes to Coach Tinkle, who's producing Magic and Hinkle, I love that story. I love watching them play, and I think that's really, really cool. And then I also think Mick Cronin is not liked by of the course. people in Cincinnati, but Mick Cronin's kind of giving me a throwback feel. He's got UCLA going, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But you know what? Um, I kind of like the fact that Mick and his father, Hep are getting to enjoy this. And, cool. and, you know, I, I actually think – like, I'm going to say this. It would suck if Mick Cronin was bad. I mean, not for a Xavier fan, but, like, when he was at Cincinnati, you want Cincinnati to be good so that when you're Xavier and you beat them, it means something. Right. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, Him being relevant, I'd rather have than UCLA not being relevant. That's fun. And then I got to say, I can't believe I'm saying this because I want to bite my tongue saying it, but Buddy Beheim's really fun to watch. <laughs> no
0: escalators entered the chat. Oh, he's been awesome, though. I mean I'm sure you just pissed off all the UConn guys but he they've been so much fun. That's been great. <laughs> well they
4: just dial in the distance there's, there's there's no limit on their range and they defend you well. Sure is that what are they
0: just going to do that every single year just be on the bubble and then make the sweet 16? Like every year.
4: It's a tough prep. It's a tough prep and Bob Huggins always had trouble facing Syracuse in the Big East. It showed in the, in this matchup this past Sunday because West Virginia had no answer on the offensive end of the floor for what Syracuse's 2-3 zone was doing, at least not a consistent enough one. They couldn't get in the middle of the zone. Sean McNeil hit threes, and McBride made certain plays, but I thought Syracuse did a great job, and I'm going to call it right now. I like the Orange to knock off Houston this weekend.
0: (laughs) Making enemies, John. I love it. I love it. I'm here for for making you caught enemies. I love it. Do Um, it. We'll do our last little Pete Spence tournament before we get to the big East. I'm interested to know what your, what your setup is. I'm, I'm running a case study right now. Studying people's setups. What are your snacks? How many TVs you got? What's your setup looking like in the Fanta household?
4: I have my one big TV. Um, I think it's probably, I don't know, 40, 46 inch shirt. I don't know. I, I'm not good with measurements. Get the
0: measuring tape out.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a big TV. I got yeah. my big screen TV I got my laptop out. I have my ring lights set up for interviews post game. And then I've got my air fryer and that thing, that air fryer is getting used (laughs) more than Joe Lenardi makes brackets. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wheeling that thing out. Like there's no tomorrow. I got potato skins in there. Mozzarella sticks in there. Um, I put I put turkey burgers in there. Oh, I'm all in on the air fryer. I
3: got the- can't lose.
4: Yeah, <laughs> right. You mean it? I'm putting it in there. So I love. I got my air fryer. I got the TV. I got my Mac, and I got a ring light. And you know what? That's been good enough for me. And when I can't sit down and enjoy a game, I pull out a beautiful Sam Adams.
0: Oh, got it made in the shade. I, I, you're a man after my own heart. So, Fanta's air fryer busier than busier than Skyline Chili on Shootout Day. Love it.
4: Basically. <laughs> basically man i could use some skyline right now i got some cans man i'll have to send you a few it's it's just it's it's soul food man it gets me every time i love it um yeah, if, I, if i ate some skyline it would probably give me the same results in the bathroom that kinetic <laughs> yeah
0: it's good going in i am know about going out It's definitely a, t- a temporary pleasure for sure <laughs> Yeah, not, I love it though. Um, I'll never stop. Okay. So we might as well get to the big East and might as well talk about the story of the day, which is Qudis Wahab. Um, massive story. I'm sure it caught me off guard, but I hope the people in the portal are wearing masks because it's busy in that portal, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think about the news out of Georgetown today?
4: Um, I'll tell you what stunned. Yeah, me too. Absolutely stunned at that news because I thought that there was a, a good relationship between Patrick Ewing and Qudis Wahab I sensed that he was bought in. I thought he had learned a lot from, from Ewing. Of course he had. Patrick Ewing's one of the greatest of all time. This is an illustration of a guy that, that probably either didn't like what Patrick Ewing had to tell him to start the offseason or maybe just wanted to go in a different direction. But it is alarming because Georgetown has been unable to keep talent. What I don't understand, Cap, is like I know for a fact that Ewing is, is hard on his players but look at the results that it just produced inside Madison Square Garden a couple of weeks ago. They're showing that something is—it shows that something is working. That something's going right. Yeah. Now you're going to stop that momentum and transfer. And when when you were growing and when you were getting better, sometimes a coach shares things with a player to get better at. And then and and the coach is intentionally being hard on the player. Mm. Like you have to understand that there's certain things that happen in there. I, I don't know the full story, but here's what I do know right now. This is why coaches were opposed to this rule. I understand the rule. In fact, I've been, I've been a guy, I think on your podcast last fall, we talked about this very rule, and I said, I get it. I'm in favor of it. Sure. Why is a kid sitting out for a year? He shouldn't be penalized. A coach leaves from destination to destination. He doesn't get penalized. But let's all realize the fact that there are going to be 1,500 to 2,000 transfers in college basketball, and we all have to live with that. And I also want people to understand this, Cap. There's two ways to this street. Just as it's easy for a player to leave and take the year off, or uh, excuse me, be immediately eligible as opposed to taking the year that you have to take when you transfer and wait on your next stop, guess what? it becomes that much easier for a coach to say, you know what, buddy, we don't have a role for you anymore. I got somebody else coming in, or I'm going in a different direction. And guess what? You can go. You can go to a different school, and you don't have to sit out of here. Why don't you go get shots up at that school because you're not going to get him here. When a kid hears that, he's not going to think twice. People need to understand, when a kid transfers, not only is he sometimes transferring – Sometimes it's more of the coach putting the writing on the wall and the coach basically saying, you need to transfer. Sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, there may, may not be a role for you here. It's, it's going to be a meat market. It's absolutely wild what's happening right now. I think seven, 800 names already in the portal. The season's not even over. I mean, we're in the Sweet 16. I mean, this is wild, but um, that's the landscape brand. I'm sure the pandemic also, too, and maybe for a lot of kids' minds, it's. I'm sure it was a horrible year for a lot of the kids, too. I mean, a pandemic year, I think it, maybe it's easy to put the institution in that light um, with it being a bad year, but I'm sure it was just a lot of pandemic stuff, too. But, I mean, Wahab, if you're looking at him, it, it, uh, almost a consensus All-Big East type of player, I, I
4: imagine, next year, right? At yeah, yeah, big time. He would have been an All-Big East first-team candidate. He would have been one of the best big men in the conference, and instead here he is transferring. Uh, you know, here's the other thing. When you transfer, and there'll be plenty of people after Wahab, but Cap, there might be more people in the portal than there is desire to take them.
0: True. Yeah, and that's what's tough.
4: Be careful. be careful. I know. I know. You're exactly right. There's only so much demand out there. It's going to be interesting. There's only so much demand, and there's only so many minutes in a game. There's only so many minutes in a game. And that's the other thing with coaches. Yeah. The best teams have roster continuity. If you bring in a freshman, and if you don't play him a ton, he can get up and leave. That's why if you have a junior or senior who's kind of like, okay, you as a coach might have to take a chance on a freshman and, and, and you know, just say to the junior or senior, hey, your minutes are going to go down. When a kid hears that, they're going to move on. Sure. We've seen that <laughs> at Xavier.
0: I mean, we lost Kiki Tandy. We lost DJ Wilcher. I think Tandy we saw coming. Wilcher, not so much. Um And like you said, I mean, like our older guys were getting minutes. We love seniors around here. Tough call.
4: Yeah, and, and Tandy I did see coming. I sensed that he would transfer. My question to Wiltshire would be, what what is it – because I actually think Travis Steele tried to keep Wiltshire. Oh, yeah. So what is it that didn't go your way, or what do you think didn't work out? Because what is it that you believe you can get somewhere else that you couldn't get at Xavier? Sure. And, and, with, and with these
0: kids, I mean, they're really bought in. I mean, I know Wiltshire's a really good kid. Um, and it was, too, I mean, he was getting more minutes down the stretch. He got a couple gold jerseys. I mean, his minutes were increasing a lot. So that was surprising. And, and I, maybe there are more dominoes to fall. We don't know if Scruggs is coming back yet. Um, but, but that was interesting, too, because I thought he had a really good spot to maybe be a starter next year, or at worst, maybe a six-man. I mean, he was really coming
4: on. He was coming on. He was getting minutes, too. And yeah. you're a freshman. Any minutes you get, that's gravy. For the most most part, for most teams, especially an NCAA tournament contender. Musketeer fans should be disappointed. The season ended poorly. They need to be a tournament team they weren't, and things have have kind of taken a a fall with that program. I'll tell you what, things got to start turning in the right direction because it's not common that the Xavier basketball program is going four years without a tournament. Yeah, you're right. And I guess we might
0: as well, since we kind of went there, we'll talk with Xavier for a minute or two here. Um, Nate Johnson coming back, which is a huge piece. I mean, we kind of talked about that essentially being you get one of the best grad transfers in the country. Um, but the guy that already knows your system was one of the best shooters in the country last year. So you got to feel good about that. And I think when you look at expectations, I think without Scruggs coming back, I think you should still expect to go to the tournament. Like you said, you can't be at Xavier and not go to the tournament four years in a row. That just is nowhere near the standard. Um, but if Scruggs comes back, I think the expectation should be at worst, a top twenty type of team next year if you can if you return Paul Scruggs for a fifth season.
4: Yeah, if you return him for a fifth season, you absolutely should be a a team that's in that conversation. I think for Xavier, they got to get better on defense. They didn't, I didn't sense a toughness from them at times. They got to get better in the paint. Freeman can't be the end all be all. He's got to have some help down there. And you know, you could say you like the contributions of some of the front court guys. The fact is, Jason Carter was limited. Um, you know, like Brian Griffin. You know, like there, there's just, it's, there's a lot that was up in the air with the Xavier team. As much as they had a good record cap, I still didn't sense, I, I didn't sense that they were a complete team. I thought they had depth. That doesn't necessarily make you complete. For me, they need an, They need another alpha. Nate Johnson's a great shooter. If Scruggs comes back, he is an alpha guy was a really good player with another year of experience. I still think I would anticipate them going after another transfer. I think they got to bolster that front court. Don't you agree? I definitely tend to agree. I mean, this was definitely
0: the softest interior defense I've seen from Xavier team since I've been following since 2004. I mean, just Ole defense. And to me, there's nothing that is less competitive from, from my perspective than just letting someone dunk on your own basket, not being contested. I mean, I don't care if you get posterized. I mean, I, I, I would love to see you at least contest a shot. And I was just watching our guys just kind of let dudes dunk and transition. I mean, over and over and over. I'm just like, this cannot fly. Um, so it, it was yeah, tough it, to watch.
4: It was a Xavier team, and I, I'll say this about Travis Steele thus far. I think that he understands what it takes to win. I think that, I think that he still can get it done at Xavier. They have to carve out more of an identity. Yep. When Xavier plays, I feel like they have some talent but I actually don't know what exactly they are. And that's I, I, not common for Zayde's basketball.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I thought we were getting there. Uh, before our first COVID pause, the big one, I mean, after the Oklahoma win, uh, we were starting to roll there a little bit. And th- and, and here's the thing about steel. I'll, get, I'll break this out real quick, and then we'll, we'll move to the last topic we'll let you get out of here. Um, first year, Najee Marshall charge, I mean, against Villanova, had a real chance to get in the tournament, the tournament conversation there. Second year, you're losing Scruggs for the three games of the season, lose the last three to get out of the tournament again. This year, COVID gets you when you're pretty much a top 25 team. So there are things there, like you said, the rubber has to meet the road next year, in my opinion, either way. Um, but there have been things where if a ball bounces another direction, this could be a whole different narrative. Um, but it has been interesting. But it's unfortunately for Steel. I mean, it's, it's that time. And the rumblings are, are getting louder and louder. But it, it's time for sure.
4: Big year next year for Xavier. Yep. They need to be on the dance floor.
0: Yeah, I'm tired of uh, no escalators making fun of me. So uh, let's get it together, boys. <laughs>
4: it's tough out there.
0: Uh, anyway, uh, we'll get to our last little thing here, and I'll let you go. Um, what do you think about these coaching openings at Marquette and DePaul? Anything you're hearing? Or what do you think about uh, those programs going forward here?
4: I think Marquette should back up the truck and hire Porter Moser. I I think, should, I think they should do it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> they, they need to hire him. I would. Um, that's my vote. For DePaul, I've heard a couple of names. Kenny Payne being one of them with the Dwayne Peavy connections. I've also heard Dennis Gates, the head coach of Cleveland State, who took the Vikings to their first NCAA tournament in 12 years. It wouldn't surprise me for him to be a candidate. Um, And I think John Shire as well is someone that could be considered for one of these positions. So there's a couple names I've heard. Nothing major. Uh, I think it's interesting that Marquette, we've kind of heard mum silence. I think they're almost waiting for Loyola Chicago to lose. That's just my personal take. We'll see what happens. It's an evolving situation. And remember, Marquette has money. They don't have as much money as Indiana has. Let's see how Indiana is involved in their coaching search.
0: A lot of dominoes still to fall. I'm wondering if they can put in Porter Moser's contract that Krutwig is a prereq. I mean, we need Krutwig or else the job might not be yours. Could you imagine Crutwig <laughs> at Marquette with, like, no, <laughs> like Theo John and Crutwig? Cameron
4: Cameron Crutwig Cameron as a Big East player would be oh, something to watch. You can't be I mean, that far. That big East logo. Oh, yeah. Oh. Make this real now. He's the Big East player we want and need. Absolutely. Isn't that what makes it so great, though?
0: Guys like Crutwig having a breakout. It's been so good. I mean, who had him beating Coburn? You know what I mean? It's been Awesome. Um, yeah. but I will let you go. Anything else you want to add or anything else on your mind before I let you get out of here?
4: I think one of the topics you were going to ask me about is my favorite NCAA tournament in-person memory. Um, I could tell you a couple. Uh, one is I shared a bunch of beers with Colin Gillespie's dad after the 2018 national championship with Villanova. They were coming down the Riverwalk and I was singing karaoke drinking, drinking Corona. Unfortunately, <laughs> Corona's taking on a whole new definition now in 2021, but man, that was a lot of fun. I love San Antonio. And uh, it's amazing. I didn't end up in the water on the river walk that week because that was a blast of a week. It was a lot of fun. And then let's see, 2016. I was at a Buffalo wild wings out in Houston for the final four. And I'm sitting there and a Carolina and Syracuse fans start fighting and somebody threw their beer bottle at the at the other guy, and police showed up, and that Wild Wings got shut down. <laughs> it's great. Hughes and, Hughes and Carolina fans, and I'm looking cap, and this is totally on brand. You got a Qes fan, you got a Carolina fan, and I look over, and there's this Villanova family of six, all seated like this, getting ready <laughs> getting ready for dinner. It was like this is the Final Four. This yeah. is what we're at. And then some got some Oklahoma fan drinking bourbon.
0: I love the different personalities. You got Villanova praying in the corner. <laughs> you got Carolina and Syracuse battling it out. I would love to go to a Final Four someday. I bet that's just the best. It's
4: gonna happen, and we're gonna. It's gonna happen. We're we're gonna take the Final Four by storm. No doubt. Next year it's going
0: down, or whenever we can. Cintas Omaha Big East Tournament. We're doing the whole gauntlet. I appreciate you coming on, fans. Always a blast. Thank you so much.
4: I cannot wait to share a beer with you in New York City after the Xavier Musketeers knock off the Yukon Huskies. Red meat. (laughs) Red meat. H H B E T signing off. That's right. Appreciate you, Fanta. You're the man.
3: (laughs) See you, man. See you, brother.
0: Fanta's just simply the best. I don't know what else to say. He's the man.
1: A pros pro just an absolute joy. Anytime you get to talk to him, John, like we stand up for a reason.
0: He makes He's life easy on He's the opposite of us. <laughs> that he is. And that's super true because like, I don't think that we try to like dodge like tough topics around here, but when he started getting into like the, the Doug McDermott stuff and, and all that kind of stuff, I was like, this is a little off brand for us here. Um, but he keeps, keeps us in check. Yeah. I think it is important to talk about that kind of stuff. I think that, I just kind of just see this podcast as just like a a getaway for people, you know, just to bullshit, just get away from all the bullshit of life. But I did kind of appreciate that conversation though as well.
1: Some things just need to be talked about. Like our our role and we are kind of just everybody's distraction. People don't come to us for actual information. We know that. They come (laughs) to us for bullshit. So we want to bullshit.
0: Yeah, I just think there's enough of that in the world. Like I think our niche is just – being goofy and funny and just being, like, comedic relief, like, in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, we're just that comedic relief when you need just to kind of, like, exhale real quick. Um, or attempt to, to be like comedic. like that's our role. But, but I also do appreciate the conversation, though. I thought that was important to be talked about. So um, awesome stuff from Fanta, as always. And he just makes life so easy. Like, and, and the fact that he gives us his, his time, you know what I mean, when he's got much better things to do is, is really, really cool. And
2: speaking of making things so easy, you can use the promo code andypick seventeen. <laughs> when you purchase naked underwear and that will get you a percentage off your purchase. So be sure to log in link in the uh, description or something. I don't know. Just DM Andy on Twitter. It's
1: in the link tree. Just get naked and wear underwear. I don't know. Just just get naked or something. Just just do it. Anyway,
2: we enjoy naked
0: (laughs) back to business here, boys. It has been a wild Thursday night. As Coop alluded to earlier, Marcus has dropped a bomb and John, John Brandon per sources is out at the University of Cincinnati, and it's been nuts. <laughs> it has been awesome. Uh, Rosario52 tweeted about, like, multiple accounts with, like, 55,000, 100,000 followers, uh, retweeting the garbage, if you will. Uh, <laughs> what are your guys' initial thoughts right now? This is awesome.
1: I mean, I don't know why you're calling it garbage. I mean, it's, like it's a legit scoop. He is out. <laughs> we don't know where, but he's you're
0: out. Right. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me in check, like fans. I appreciate that. He probably,
2: yeah, he probably went to the University of Cincinnati at some point today and exited the campus. He is out at UC, so I don't think it's too, like, non-factual.
0: Yeah, Coop, I know you're close to the chest here. I know that you and Marcus are really close. I don't know if you guys yeah. have talked. I, I did see a photo of Rick Pitino in a UC uh a UC collared shirt. I don't know if that's indicative of, of a change or what's going on there, but we've got some, some photos there.
2: I think anything's possible at this point. I mean, he said he kind of likes staying at Iona. You say Rick Pitino? <laughs> Pitino, yeah.
0: Pitino and a UC pullover.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Rick Pitino to UC. It would be, um, you know, Iona is a team that went to the NCAA tournament this year. I don't see him leaving a program like that for UC, but we'll have to wait and see. But I think if Brandon's out, I think the conversation of who's next can really start right now.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm wondering if Kelsey's gonna leave the cock to go to UC. Like now that job open though. Yeah, I think I think it could and, I mean, happen.
1: Go from cock to suck. It's <laughs> easy transition.
0: <laughs> Put those together. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm kind of surprised at how much his journalistic acumen has been been called upon. I don't know if I appreciate that. I think he's proven himself to be a reliable source. Yeah,
1: well, I've well, been saying like, if it's true, like is, is right. this guy legit? I mean, look at it. Let's just take one look at the page and tell me that's not legit. <laughs>
0: right. He broke. I the mean,
2: news ESPN of- Yeah. ESPN right, Louisville has retweeted it so the news is spreading and it's rich. i mean look it's going to be true inevitably at some point it could be tomorrow night it could be <laughs> 10 years from now but he will not always be the coach of uc he's just the first to break the news that it's going to break one day hey, it's
1: it's always it's always good to be first
2: if you ain't first you're <laughs> last
1: that's what i have I, heard Coop, one thing i have story? go ahead i'm a little i'm a little uh, I, I don't really know what's going on. Why so many people from Louisville are retweeting it? Like, are they thinking it may, thinking maybe he's a replacement for Chris Mack?
0: When could be is, is Chris Mack on the hot seat? Is he out? The carousel keeps moving, Andy. It, that could be. I, I would, I'm gonna send Marcus the DM when we get off here to look into that, as well as you and me being brothers. I didn't, that's news to me, you know.
1: I just found that out today, but I mean, I just looked at my family history and turns out I'm adopted. Wow. And so, and my real parents, my my real dad went on a date with someone who knew your mom. It could have been your mom.
0: Is your last name Xavier? Yes. Oh, wow. All right. I'm going to bring you a cup and you're going to spit into it. I'm going to mail it off and we'll get these, uh, these results in. All right.
1: I'm not a spitter though.
0: I don't I hardly even know her. Uh anyway. So Marcus dropped a bomb and it's gonna be fun. Okay, my favorite thing, we can talk favorite tweet here in a second. My favorite tweet is the account that says it has John Brandon been fired yet? And they tweeted out maybe <laughs> tonight after the Marcus
3: bomb.
2: Absolutely phenomenal discovery of an account. Beautiful. I, the fact that there's an account for that is just absolutely perfect. And I'm honestly shocked there's not one about Travis Steele yet, just by some idiot Andy fights yeah. with like eight hours a day online
0: <laughs> good call good call oh this is super <laughs> random but i love the tweet today that said like andy can't get enough of arguing with our fan base now he's <laughs> arguing with george down's fan base about patrick ewing
3: <laughs> he can't good get he
0: enough is. dude he's a maniac <laughs> shout out <to> jake willard <laughs> he's already arguing about our fan base on three different platforms now he's getting <laughs> into another fan base to do only Christ. three <laughs> I want to see you attack people attacking Marcus. That's what I want.
1: Challenge accepted.
0: Big bet. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Kelsey and the Cox. So our boy, Pat Kelsey, who everyone's, you know, talking about is like a big coaching commodity. In all honesty, a surprising move, in my opinion, going to College of Charleston. Um, Obviously, Andy, like you said earlier, doubled his pay. Obviously, probably a quality of life improvement moving to moving to Charleston. But what do you guys think about that move, like, kind of seriously? Also, I mean, joke if you want to, too. But I thought it was kind of an interesting move.
1: I mean, with all the buzz about him taking over a big-time program, like in a big power conference program, it really shocked me to see that he went to College of Charleston without a single Power 5 interview. I Right. It's weird to me about how – because he was sh- – a sure a, a surefire Xavier hire, and he should absolutely <laughs> be the coach of, of the Xavier Musketeers right now. I guess we're on the same level as Cock.
3: <laughs>
0: a good place to be.
2: <laughs> I mean yeah, I think place. I think that's well said. I don't know how I'm gonna follow up with my thoughts after that, but uh yeah, I was surprised. I think it was kind of like a in terms of just like prestige and everything, a pretty lateral move, but I mean, yeah, if it was more money living in Charleston, like, I mean, call me crazy, but I'd move to Charleston for twice as much money.
0: I tend to agree with you, Cooper. I tend to agree. I was just kind of surprised. I mean, I think he's going to be one of the hot names. You know what I mean? Like I think over the, especially if he was good again next year, I think he would have been like one of the hotter names. It was just kind of surprising to see him go, not even to like a, like a smaller mid mid tier yeah. league, as like another one. Like a conference league, you know? USA. Yeah, like I see USA. American. Yeah, like I thought that was more than reasonable. Yeah. You know,
1: I was I was a little shocked. I was really shocked at the um how quick it was. Like it seemed like sure. he jumped on that train and just went with it. Like I just
0: jumped right on the cock and just went right right for it. You know,
2: there also, it
0: is. Just all over. Yeah. Had, I couldn't help myself. Um, and then, boys, I mean, the question has to be asked, will he pull Dave Chappelle, swat the water at the press conference, and run right back to Winslet?
1: Well, I think he's going to do that and run right back to Massachusetts.
0: <laughs> Go to UMass. Like, every five years, he goes back to the original job he turned down. <laughs> and in five years, he'll accept the UC job and then run right back to Charleston. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Beautiful move. All right. Well, I love it. It's gonna be fun to see what happens with Pat Kelsey. I think he's a good up and like a good up and coming coach. I think he's got a. Big he, he's team.
1: gonna be really, really good. I mean, he's clearly one and he's and he's the people and teams enjoy be, playing for him.
0: He's also got to be in the top ten coaches you wouldn't want to fight. By the way, as well. For as small
1: as
2: he is, he's yeah. definitely up there. Dude,
0: and did he's you got see got that picture of
2: his- and everything?
0: Did you see the picture of his whole coaching staff? Like, apparently they all like lift together, and they're like all like pretty yoked. <laughs> like that whole coaching staff is a unit. They
2: they've, they've got to be pulling up in like Harleys or something like that. Like they can't pull up in like a, a Rav Four or something. They should like, all
1: they
0: should all the wear Ford like super Fiesta. tight. They should all yeah. wear like super tight shirts or like or like muscle tanks, and then just all grow like handlebar mustaches. That'd be fucking dope. That'd be I mean, insane. Then he, if I were a he'd no, have to come. a call.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he'd have to come back to Cincinnati though, Xavier UC, because he'd look like the Reds mascot with the pull mustache. up in the Harley with the handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah, handlebars Hello. on handlebars.
0: I could ride my bike from my handlebars, cool. all right. So, I say we get into picks. Picks, Andy, pick. Well, we might have to change your last name because maybe that your last name's not actually your actual uh, last name, but uh, for right now, we'll call saves it saves picks. picks, saves picks. Captain and Andy Xavier over here. Um, we will get into our first game, which might be the most exciting game of the day. 2.40 p.m. Eastern Standard on Saturday. I can't wait. We have our 12th seed Oregon State versus the 8th seed Loyola Chicago. Is anyone going against Crutwig here?
1: I mean, Crutwig already, like, Crut already owned the cock. It's really easy. It's really easy to pick the guy with the but mustache. Will he own the yeah. He, he yeah. owned the
0: cock, will he own the beefs?
1: It Really depends on which way he swings. We don't know that he hasn't. Uh,
0: good call. I, I guess so. we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. oh, dude, yeah, that's a good he, point. he's the, that's he's a good the point. best. I love Kratwick so much. He's so, he's so good, dude. I saw a picture of him in college from like it had to have been within the last three or four years, and his hairline was like perfect. Like, bro, he is really aged, like 10 years. In the last I'll <laughs> show you, dude, it's it's nuts, it's bro. wild. Like, if you go into if you go to Google Images and type in Cameron Crutwig, like, there is a picture of him with, like, a full regular hairline. He looks like a child in it. He looks like an actual kid in college. not Robbie Wow.
2: Tyler.
0: Yeah, it's insane.
2: Gosh, it's must. It's been a stressful <laughs> three years for him. The she, Sister Jean
0: effect, bro. She'll do that to you. Yeah, I guess so. Pray for the hair, Sister Jean. I'm saying, bro. I'm saying. Okay, and then a big East affair over here. This is what's wild, bro. Both our Big teams have Gonzaga and Baylor. 5-15 um, on Saturday, 5-seed Villanova, 1-seed Baylor. Is anyone going against Brittany Griner right here?
1: I must say uh, the, the combination of Brittany Griner and Sean Oakman, that's going to be tough to beat, especially mm-hmm. with the – I mean, the <clears throat> Villanova does have Archie Diac- Diacono. Um, <laughs> so I think mean, that might be enough to lift them. Over Grinder and Oakman, but there's there's gonna be two beasts down low. Nine that's nine. a good pick I, pick. I
2: agree, and I think a player that's getting overlooked for Baylor is Robert Griffin the Third. Uh, mm-hmm. Phenomenal, just he's kind of like the quarterback of the offense. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm taking I'm taking the Bears. Very well said, boys. Very well said. I.
0: It's
3: been Still a great
2: Bears. Nova.
0: Still Bears been a great run for noble but i think i think is going to I mean another addition that
1: it. the bears uh um, that, that the bears made this year that might take over the top is
0: Andy Dalton.
2: Yes. Another good pick for the bears. Yep. QB1. Did you guys, Third QB1 did you guys in like, see, like 10 months.
0: Did you guys see the Chicago Bears Twitter account called Crutwig that they stand? No. <laughs> official, no. official Bears Twitter account replied to a tweet that Cameron Crutwig tweeted out and just said we stand. W.
1: Fat W and, and 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 people are calling for their heads, people are calling for the social media team's jobs right now. Get and they
0: yeah, I stand. Handing out W's, bro. Get out of here. People posting their W's. All right. And then staying on topic here, we're going Oral Roberts, the 15th seed against a three seed Arkansas 725 Saturday night. Anyone giving Arkansas a chance in this one?
1: I mean, I think the hogs are gonna get some good oral this week.
0: Dude, Oral versus the must Bus. This is going to be going to have some Oral on the must Bus. It's going to be a good time.
2: This is the Bill Clinton Bowl, and I couldn't be more excited <laughs> for it. There's no way that I'm picking against Oral.
0: In all reality, I think Arkansas is going to kick their ass. But I would love to see – I would love to see them give Oral to the must bus. Um, and Then at 9.55 Saturday night, Syracuse-Houston. Syracuse the 11 seed, Houston the 2 seed. I'm being dead-ass serious. I'm picking Buddy Bay Hunt. I was
1: just about to say, like, I'm going to pick 11-seed Syracuse. Like, Syracuse has already made a Final Four as an 11-seed. I'm picking them over the AAC any day.
2: Coop? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Syracuse as well. I think – I mean, Houston definitely should win, but, I mean, how are you going to pick against the two Bayheims right now?
0: Correct, correct. All right, now moving on to Sunday's action. 210. Andy will be hungover as fuck at my crib. We got the five-seed Gonzaga. The, the five seed Creighton, the one seed Gonzaga. Uh, anyone picking the biggies Pass. Yeah, pass.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah,
1: not Hard not pass. a chance. I'm picking <laughs> not, not, not like not a chance. No, like, we talk about handlebar mustaches with the, with um, the the Kelsey coaching staff. That we need to happen. You already got a handlebar mustache with Drew Timmy. You're not losing it. That, that's not losing.
0: Well said. Especially okay. not the bitch Balik. That's very true. Second game of the day. I think this is going to be a banger. Five five o'clock p.m. Sunday Sunday evening. Four seed Florida State. One seed Michigan. Uh, Fanta said earlier. Leonard Hamilton ages like a fine wine. I am taking the fighting seventy-two year olds in Leonard Hamilton. In this one.
1: That's that's tough right there. Yeah, that's tough. Tough call. I think because um, what Michigan has that a lot of everybody don't. Um, that, that a lot of most people don't is a true big man inside. And he is one of the most technically sound centers that I, I we've seen
0: in the in college basketball a, recently. That's true. I don't think this gets talked about enough either. His last name has the word dick in it. That's true. That's not getting dick talked in about. like dick in
2: I'm not going to finish. <laughs> 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 no, well, you're not going to finish. Okay. Um Fold I'm Florida hard to State. finish thinking about that. <laughs>
0: Oh, bro. Lob's going with Florida State. Deal with it. Dude. Yeah, I'm not. Blue. I'm not. You're not going mean, to.
2: hear me pick Andy, them for anything. You're
0: going to, Andy. You're going to pick the Big Fraud Conference. Come on. I, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm picking the only true member of the Big Fraud Conference.
0: <laughs> Correct. Ohio State's
2: football team. it. <laughs>
0: <That's a, laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, boys. This is going to be another banger. Uh, we got Nate Goats and the two seed Alabama Crimson Tide. Against Swaggy Magoo, the 11 seed UCLA fighting Mick Cronin. Uh, <laughs> anyone taking the Fighting Mick Cronins? No. Nate Dotes is going to be a problem, bro. I, this is going to be so fun. I've been I, rooting uh... to UCLA just for more Mick content. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, it, it's just the gold mine, and it's awesome. you know we've been seeing Hep Cronin all the time. So I'm I'm curious to see his reactions when what UCLA is not doing so hot. So I think that would be,
0: be What's our over-under for about 10 C HEP? Eight. Whoa. I think Wait. I'm going to put it six and a half.
1: Wait. HEP C?
0: <sighs> oh, God bless America. On wow. God. I'm so sorry. That's time. <laughs> You talked about, you talked about like the Georgetown stock, just like the, like this episode stock. Like, you get Fanta, massive high, and then back to our bullshit, just right back down to $5 a share. Not good.
2: <laughs> we're, tra- we're trying our best, kind of. That's all we're, that's all no, we we not. Doing. <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're, we're trying, <laughs> we're trying our absolute worst. Okay. Well, we hit record on the podcast and we like type of like a list of things to talk about on Twitter and, that, Wait, like, did that's we, it. D- that is it. Did we
0: hit record though? Are we recording?
2: Uh,
0: fuck. <laughs> Are we actually not?
1: No, we're actually recording.
0: <laughs> Thank God. Okay, moving on to our next matchup. What'd be the first time? Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, fellas. Our last game, 9.45, Sunday night. The seven seed ducks, the six seed condoms. Who's got the USC condoms and who's got the Oregon Ducks?
2: The Conference of Champions. I'm taking the Trojans.
0: Yeah, that's have, right. This is a yeah. Conference of Champions. It's Civil War right here.
1: Yeah. So the the Trojans are gonna are gonna protect the entire cock this this week. They're gonna keep them keep it man. afloat. I I gotta go Trojans.
0: Oregon looked fucking good. This is a tough call right here because I like USC more. Like coming into the tournament, I like them a lot more. I'm gonna go ahead and, and take the Ducks. And I'm gonna start quacking like Bill Walton here. I'm taking the Ducks, man. They looked really good. Tough I think cold. it'll be the best.
2: I think Florida State and Michigan, and then USC and Oregon are probably the top two games right. uh, for the weekend, in my opinion.
0: Dude, how about Oregon as a program? Like, I feel like they've really, really like made the best of their team to end tournament the last four or five years.
2: Yeah, they were in the final four, weren't they? Like five.
0: Yeah. Four the five years Brooks ago. Game. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, Dylan, I think 2017, Dylan Brooks team, yeah,
1: and like imagine what they could have like. And this is without like because Bull Bull was supposed to be one of their best
0: players, yeah, in prime and call. he got hurt early. Mm-hmm. Good call, they could have been really, he's nasty, really scary. Yeah. They could have been really good with him. Another <laughs> successful segment of picks, picks. Uh, name is probably subject to change, but uh, definitely, a, I appreciate your picks there, fellas, uh, especially you pick. Um, okay, boys, so okay. I was talking. Um, to my girlfriend, Julie, and our boy, Patrick Capel, today. And uh, I was like, I need Paul Scruggs news," And they were like, you need Paul Scruggs nudes. And uh, so that's the the topic we're going to talking about right now is Paul Scruggs nudes. Yeah. Um, boys, <laughs> it's, the, it's what the people want. It is. I know. What else can you say? I mean, everyone wants Paul Scruggs nudes. <laughs> um, but, boys, I need some news, man. It's killing me. We need it.
1: And from everything that we've heard from our main source over at Musketeer Report is... <laughs> <shameless plug. laughs> we do no work. We do no work and no research. I just read the message board.
0: Well, if, if you checked Musketeer Report's Twitter account, they said that all they do is just scroll through Instagram and look at kids' videos.
1: Yeah. That's and, all they do. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, I'm really glad that that's our main source of it. Um, and like and resources. And Rick's main plug goes to Poop State University.
2: Yeah. Poop Butt. Yeah. There. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was something.
1: Yeah. It's all about the uh, – The official 24, Xavier
0: 24-7 <laughs> uh, Twitter account <laughs> tweeted that. I love it, dude. He's the best. I love how much – When I got that
2: – When I got that notification, or maybe it was Marcus, I just can't remember, we were hanging out together, and like, someone's phone went off. And it said, yeah, you wouldn't know her. She goes to Poop Butt State University. I'm like <laughs> – I read this right. <laughs> click like musketeer report to make sure it's not like one of those like we hate Dana's burner yeah. accounts. It's like yeah. musketeer like, like, report fake... two
0: seven four. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, this is it. Poop state versus the South Harmon shit sandwiches. Definitely one hell of a uh, of a. Of and a then, right uh there.
2: Mo Egger or Lance McAllister, one or the other. convinced know. they're actually Hardly the same know. person, but yeah, but. uh they tweeted uh, the words diarrhea, but earlier today, <laughs> what the hell so, happened, happening?
0: J do Cincinnati media, man, the,
2: <laughs> big J the river water.
0: Is it the roll vlog podcast effect? It's got to play I'm into saying, it. I think we might've had a part of the culture. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. It's, it's kind of like when Xavier burner started popping up out of, just like wildfire. I was like, there's that thing from the office where he's like, I can't help but feel slightly responsible. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I might have had something to do with that. Maybe, maybe a, maybe little, a bit. little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Maybe just a little, a little bit of effect on that. Yeah, culture. It's a smidge. Dude, God, dude, the internet's so much fun. Uh, but we have heard, Andy, like you said, positive vibes, hashtag rumblings out of Cintas. Um, and I think we'll go ahead and plug it. I mean, just go ahead and buy your subscription. It must be Tier for You have to. like It's, it's honestly yeah. – it's worth it. I, Don't be an Andy and use someone else's login. Go ahead. And I, I guarantee you there'll be a deal here, and I will tag Andy in it, even though he has his own login. now. Uh, <laughs> it'll just always live it in for me. Uh, but they did say that there would be surprise from the fourth floor of Centos uh, if Paul Scruggs did not return. I mean, I, I would say in my head, guys, I'd say sixty nine thirty one that Paul Scruggs come back.
1: And that, I, that seems like a fair assessment, which means, you know, it's an automatic hit. It is going to be yeah. flowing like crazy it'll turn turn some (laughs) people upside down
0: liquids blowing like crazy let's go thank you so much andy uh anything else on xavier that you guys are thinking
1: about um so like uh, along with the paul strokes i mean if he does come back i mean that's just massive for this team so you get he's already proven to be a he'd be a three-year captain at that point he's been a proven leader and he's been working with a bunch of pro trainers um yeah. Like, so, like, we saw I saw a pro trainer um, post a picture of him on their Instagram story, and like, he's putting in work. He's gonna come back ready. So, I that's I love that's ex-
0: that's some exciting news. I love it. Okay, so fellas, my last topic. I saw a photo today, shared an H bet, um, and it was a fucking edit of Thanos with the face of Sister Jean putting on her gauntlet from the official NCAA Twitter account, and I was just like. What the hell's going on? Like, you could be talking about anyone else, but they still just want to crank out bullshit Sister Jean content. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, I'm over it. I'm tired of Sister Jean content. I was over it towards the end of the last run, and now I'm way beyond over it. I don't get it. I'm tired of it. Stop it. Talk about Frontwood.
1: We do need more Frontwood content. That is what – that's what the people really, really want. But, yeah. I mean – it's such an incredible um like she's just an incredible story. Like
0: she doesn't do anything.
1: She's done enough.
0: Like like okay. we we're talking about her praying. Like, come on, dude. Like, come on. Talk about the kids. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. She's she's the JJ Watt Kill. of old ladies. Kill Mary Bang.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> Your candidate, Sister Jean. Crutwig. John Fanta. <laughs> That's not for us to discuss right now. Please leave it in the
0: comments,
2: on the Twitter, oh, and just let us know. John, if I'm you've banging... made it through here, I am so sorry.
0: I'm not going to give you all three, but I'm banging Crutwig and marrying Fanta. You can leave the rest <laughs> of your imagination. Uh... <laughs> all righty, let's move on. But, but seriously, NCAA, like you have all these kids that don't make a dime. Like Promote the kids that are out here busting their asses, like providing you all the revenue. We're tired of Sister Jean. Like, I don't have a problem with Sister Jean, but, like, it's all you fucking see. Like, I'm over it.
2: There's no I'm coverage over. of the women's tournament really whatsoever except March the Madness. games on TV and that is it. But, but there's a women's you tournament? Just like, Easy. Exactly. Easy. But then you want to spend, like, gosh, countless amount of TV time oh. and internet time and stuff on Sister Jean. It's, it's just – it's getting and out dude, of hand. And, too, like, she's had her Sober moment, killed. bro.
0: Like she's had her moment. She doesn't even play the goddamn games. She's had her moment. Give the moment to the kids now. Like that's all we talked about for an entire run when they went to the final four. Let the kids have their moment. We've had our Sister and Jean moment. Can like, anybody name
1: a single player from that final four run?
0: Uh, you, if this was 2017, I could, but I can't right now. Can't think of any. No, I remember head. Sister
1: Jean. That's what because that's what they talked
0: about. Unfortunately, yeah. I wonder. I want yeah. to remember the kids.
1: Like, right. That was picture. an incredible run. They were the ones putting can, the work. Um. Right. Putting in the work of practice. Right. Hitting those game-winning shots! Praying, yeah,
0: get out of here. Did, out you, of did, here did you hear Is her like? Team?
1: Did you hear her like pregame speech to them? They recorded <laughs> one of them. Go it for was it. like, you, you guys just play so good. You guys run so fast and <laughs> jump so high. Basketball <laughs> high. <definitely.
2: laughs> uh, but I, didn't she say that she was praying that? Uh, they held their opponents under, like, 30% yeah. from uh, from behind yeah. the line and 50% from the floor, like, getting actual, like, stats thrown into yeah. there.
0: <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was pretty funny.
2: All yeah, you need just- to start doing is praying for winning four-minute wars or something like that.
1: <laughs> I pray that you guys get seven kills.
0: <laughs> I pray you win the race of 69 now she prays they win the race of 69 now, that'd be I'm, something. All on Sister okay, I'm all yeah. in yeah then I'm, then yeah. I'm back <laughs> but
3: until 100%. that point I'm out
0: more Crutwood um, okay and then also back <laughs> to Georgetown they had a hell of a 10 week a 10 day era where they were just absolutely on fire uh, and um, rest in peace to Georgetown dominance It's
1: it really is truly sad to see that dynasty yep. end uh, it is but... But all good things
0: come to an end, Andy.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: John Brandon and you see, it will come to an end. It might not be today or tomorrow or or 10 years from now, but it will come to an end.
1: Oh, there's a 50 50 chance that it has come
0: to an end. That's true. There is a 50 50 chance. (laughs)
3: That's good.
0: (laughs) Strong math on the Roll podcast out here. I love it. I just love that Georgetown had like legit like 10 days of sunshine and then it just went right back to the shit. Like, you go to the play <laughs> tournament on the ma- on the biggest high they've had in probably a decade. And, it's get and then they just get fucking run
1: out of the get gym.
0: Get <laughs> get fucking boat raced by fucking Colorado. <laughs> Conference Champions.
1: Co- Colorado, had, they scored 54 points in the first half. They oh, did not God. miss.
0: Now, to be fair, Georgetown wasn't guarding them at all. Oh, no, they were not. That was they Xavier were vastly right unprepared. There. Oh my god, they were just playing Xavier defense, letting Colorado have whatever they wanted. It was insane. Well, and then, like, two adios to Wahab, it's all over. Like, good night.
1: Well, they do have two solid bigs coming in, that's true. But I
0: would much rather have Wahab than a really good freshman. Not even and, a freshman then, named Matumbo. Now, that's the thing. Who wants to sex Matumbo is back. Yeah, like, so it's back. Like, yeah,
1: sex at Georgetown is happening again. <laughs>
0: That is true. That is very true. Good call. But I would also say, I remember when they had a good recruiting class and then seven transfers in like a month. So, uh, so it's just a matter of time.
1: <laughs> it'll, be an all, it'll be an awesome December of 2021.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see how good Brian Mutombo is at Arizona. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> It's going to be sick, so really excited for that. So it's going to be a good time. <laughs> Who wants the sex with Dumbo goes, goes across country? Um, and then I just have a, a, a quick suggestion to the kids out there. If you find yourself in the portal, please wear a mask. It's really crowded in there. Just want to make sure that's said. I just want you to be safe in that portal because I know it's it's really, really crowded.
1: Does anybody know that uh, – anybody watch Cheers? <laughs> no. I'm, uh, I'm 28, Andy. Uh, uh, I'm 26. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So, like at the beginning of an episode, they try to see they um they try to set the world record for most people in a bathroom, and they like try to use everybody's force to push, uh everybody someone in that bathroom they all get like stuck their shoulder to shoulder and ba- um back to back, no one can move. That's how I envision the transfer portal right now.
0: Oh my god! They're just
1: cramming everybody in. No one can move. They're just standing there with their <laughs> arms to their sides, not not Bro. able to breathe.
0: It's like that meme, like, uh, like you know when Spongebob is selling pretty patties or whatever, and it just, like, shows him yes. like, at the booth, and then, yeah. and then it shows, like, the bird's eye view, and it's just fucking packed. Like, that's, to me, like, my mind with the transfer portal looks like.
2: I just think, like, um, Rothstein needs to have, like, a slogan to go with the transfer portal, like, he does. the transfer portal, and then, like, something after that.
0: He really does. Yeah, it, it's a must. Uh, and it's and I think it spreads needs to die until the pandemic is over. Like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, like, yeah,
3: probably.
0: He is the most tone-deaf person on the planet. But it, it always makes me laugh, though. When there's, like, some big story. Like, I think, like, when McDermott was on his, like, bullshit, that was a, such a big story and, like, actually pretty serious. Just starts tweeting about, like, fucking <laughs> the chant that clears, like, losing a transfer or something. I'm just like, bro, like, what <laughs> yeah. are you doing?
2: Or during uh, uh, the, the storming of the Capitol and stuff, like obviously, yes. huge, horrible moment in the history of our country and stuff. And Twitter's just filled with that. People are going on Twitter to find out, like, what's going on and, you know, if they should be concerned with stuff. And then he's tweeting, like, New Hampshire is scheduled a home and home for the 2022 2023 seasons against. Uh, <laughs> God knows who is South Florida or something. Like, well, like, that great. can wait. <laughs> First of all, how'd you even find that out? Second of all, why post it now?
0: Some people have hobbies. We watch college basketball. Get out of here. Okay, boys, I do have some sad news before we, before we go here. So I'm sure you guys are aware of this. We all are. The CBI championship was yesterday, and it was our boys, Coastal Carolina, against the Breath Mints of Pepperdine. And, unfortunately, our Coastal Carolina Chanticleers came to a, a tough and 84-61 loss. And, unfortunately, me and Ron Jostein will not be licking all the doorknobs at the Bar Coastal, unfortunately.
2: I just don't know why you'd tell us that this close to bedtime. Like, it's 11 p.m. I know, I know. I know. And now I'm not – It's like, like, I didn't know that.
0: They and had now a good I'm season, though. Sleep. I just love that the CBI champion was 15-12 and 12 to finish the season. <laughs> <laughs> And that means they won a bunch of games to finish the season too, <laughs> to finish fifteen and twelve.
2: Yeah, he had to finish hot, I
0: guess. <laughs> the pepper died. Pepper died. Are they going to be a story for next year? I'm saying, going into the season hot. See behind you. Never know.
1: I just don't know what to do with my life. I <laughs> I know
0: it's tough. It's tough. Like, be a doll.
1: But apparently, you should
2: be a wave.
0: Is he okay, Cube?
2: No, okay. Wow, Andy is crying. I don't know. He's your stepbrother.
0: That's true. I'll talk to him after this. man yeah, hey, tell to mom, mom. Yeah, you gotta tell mom I'm gonna be out tonight, Andy. Though I'll call you later, though.
1: Uh, can you Facetime me? It, it, it feels more
0: personal. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Do I got my sweatbands on? <laughs> I got my cool guy's sweatbands on. <laughs> my hair look good. <laughs> be a dog. <laughs>
3: Oh <laughs> my!